The gospel today is from Matthew 20. It's, it too is printed in your bulletin insert should you like to follow along. In preparation to hear these words, let us pray. <clears throat> o God of light and mystery and wonder and presence, as we sink into this parable, we pray that we might be attentive to its message for each of us this day. And I would pray that my words might be as a window, clean with the blinds open, so we may each receive. In the power of the one who is the Christ, we pray. Amen. For the sovereignty of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Agreeing with the laborers for the usual daily wage, he sent them into the vineyard. When he went out about nine o'clock, he saw others standing idle in the marketplace, and he said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right. So they went. He went out again about noon and about three o'clock, and he did the same. And about five o'clock, he went out and found others standing around. He said to them, why are you standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one has hired us. He said to them, go also into the vineyard. When evening came, <clears throat> the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, call the laborers and give them their pay, beginning with the last and then going to the first. When those hired about five o'clock came, each of them received the usual daily wage. Now when the first came, they thought they would receive more, but each of them also received the usual daily wage. And when they received it, they grumbled against the landowner, saying, The last worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. But he replied to them, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for the usual daily wage? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last the same as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first and the first will be last. What do you really want in life? I mean, if you were asked that question, how would you respond? What would you say? What do you really want in life? I believe we want love. We want to be loved, but even more important, we want to be able to love. There is something core in us as human beings to be able to extend ourselves, our love, our compassion, our kindness to others without limit, without constraints. As we heard from Psalm 105, oh, give thanks to the beloved, open your hearts to love, awaken, listen in silence for the voice of the counselor. Seek the one who is life, our strength, walk harmoniously, in love's presence. Remember that you were not alone, for through love 
doubt and fear are released. This week, I've been trying to make sense of Jesus' teachings from Matthew 20 that we all just heard. I looked at the sermons I preached in the past, and I thought, yuck. And then on Thursday, I met with my Alexio Divina prayer group. We have been meeting for well over a decade, probably almost 20 years. And we prayed on a particular selection from this parable. And I was stopped in my thoughts, as it were, by the words spoken by the landowner, by the spoken to the landowner, no, spoken by the landowner to the grumpy workers who thought they deserved more pay for working more hours. Simply, take what belongs to you and go. Now, I don't know about you, but I have always heard those words as a dismissal. Oh, take what is yours, here's your pay, now go, get out of here. But what if, just what if, instead of a rejection, this is an invitation. Take what belongs to you and go. Instead of a judgment, it's an affirmation to serve, to love, to be present in the world, to be generous. Parables always have one message. They are not allegories depicting something that can be interpreted to reveal some hidden meaning, but that's how this particular parable is usually perceived and interpreted. God is the powerful landowner, the generous one, giving equally whether you have worked all day or only a few hours, those idle laborers standing in the marketplace doing nothing. They're the Gentiles, the unsaved, the lazy. Now, as we hear that this story in our day, we think of day laborers looking for and unable to find work. No, back to the parable, this isn't about laziness or sinfulness or being outside the faithful, i.e. a Gentile, not a Jew. I believe the key message in this parable is about generosity. God's and ours. As I've sat with this, I've wondered, is this the miracle of generosity when we get that we have all that we need? Hmm. Is the miracle of generosity that each of us have what we need and we don't need to worry about what we perceive others have that we don't? to reverence, to really reverence, to own, to hold sacred what we have, what is ours, and get on with the art of loving, of being human beings. This is a miracle. In Africa, there's an understanding called Umbutu. I am who I am because of who we all are together, meaning people are not people without other people. Or another way is saying our well-being is deeply tied to the well-being of others. This, my friends, is the spirit of generosity, which is truly the beginning of a spiritual awakening. For a generous spirit, 
a generous heart creates a tremendous force in our lives and in our world because it arises from that interior quality of letting go. One can't be generous with ourselves, much less others, unless we let go, let go of our fears, our greed, our insecurities. A teacher gave each of her students an envelope with $100. To 10 of the students, there was a note in the envelope, come back next week, buy something for yourself, and we'll share it with the class. To the other 10, go give this to someone that you don't know that can help them. The students didn't know what was in the other students' envelopes. Now, where this teacher got $1,000, that's another question. <laughs> they all returned next week. Those students who purchased something for themselves showed what they had selected, but there wasn't much enthusiasm in the class when they shared with their fellow classmates what they had purchased. Not so with the students who were told to help someone they didn't know who was in need. One girl helped a homeless family outside of Safeway and spent the entire $100 buying groceries for them. Another student went and bought gifts for kids at a burn unit in the local hospital. A boy gave his to Ronald, the Ronald McDonald House in his town. And the list went on. It was almost infectious and contagious, the difference in energy between the two ten. The ten that received something that they had to buy for themselves and the ten that received something that they had to give away. The story illustrates what is core to who we are. There is something about giving our heart away that opens us in a totally new way than taking something for ourselves. Generosity creates a tremendous force in our lives and in our world. Take what belongs to you and go. Don't worry about what you don't have. Embrace what you do have. Reverence the gifts that are uniquely yours. Own what you can do and have, then go, love, share, live. As Desmond Tutu once said, generosity comes from seeing that everything we have and everything we accomplish comes from God's grace and God's love for us. In the African understanding of Mbutu, generosity comes from realizing that we could not be alive, nor could we accomplish anything without the support, love, and generosity of all the people who have helped us become the people we are today. Have you ever thought about that you are a living story? You carry, you carry all those who have helped mentor you, support you, encourage you, believe in you, and love you. You carry all those people with you. Continuing with Tutu, certainly it's from experiencing this generosity of God and the generosity of those in our life that we learn gratitude and how to be generous to others. People are not people without other people. I am who I am because of who we are 
together. What do you really want in life? I believe the gospel is asking us to live what we've been given. This is God's message to us. As we give thanks to the beloved, opening our hearts to love as the psalmist sang. Take what belongs to you and go. Saying yes to the one that dwells within you. Take what belongs to you and go. Go love, go be yourself, transform the world. Take what belongs to you. This, my friends, is the miracle of generosity, opening our hearts and our lives to one another. For when we do this, we're really able to embrace what we really want in life, which is to love. And when we love, our hearts can only but open and respond and become more expansive. In the parable, the landowner asked the grumpy workers, are you envious because I'm generous? When we take what belongs to us and go, living the spirit of generosity, our reply would simply be, no, we're not envious. For we get that God gives each to us the measure that we need. This is God's choice, not ours. So the last may be first, and the first may be last. With a generous heart, however, all we can do is be thankful.